Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 20-minute program where we provide the answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or maybe life has just thrown you one more curveball than you expected, I'm so glad you're here. Today, it's, it's, it's just a blessing for me to have as my guest, Amy Eddy. And what I love about her is she tells that she's a survivor of mental illness, bullying, breast cancer, and abuse. And she, she says, if you, if you fight, you can overcome anything. So it's always great to see people tuning into this live broadcast from coast to coast. And, and I want to thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. You should see a chat box if you're on Facebook. And, and please just comment with any thoughts. If you're listening to this as a podcast on one of the podcast channels, please subscribe and and leave comments. I'll mention the 21-point assessment tool here in a few minutes, but that and more information is available at my personal website, which is randymortensen.com. That's Randy, last name Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N. And as I said, later in the show, we'll talk about the 21-point assessment that you will see at that website. And that's really a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs that's called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So as I mentioned earlier, it's just a huge privilege and it's a blessing to to have Amy Eddy on and she's all the way from Pennsylvania. Uh, and and Amy, thank you for for joining me here on on the podcast today. It was great getting to know you. A while back, and and thank you. How's the weather in your part of the world today? Well, today it's pretty rainy and eerie. Is it pretty rainy and eerie, Pennsylvania? Okay. Yes. And as any of my regular listeners will will know, my my usual first question is, what is there that you know today that you wish your twenty two year old self would have known? Well, I know today. That uh, no matter what obstacle gets in your way, you can fight it and get over it and, um, and stand above the obstacles and you wow. don't have to let them defeat you. And don't let them defeat you. Yeah, that's it, I, you, you say that often and I've been reading your materials and there's just some great materials. So, so as, as the survivor of bullying when we've we've had a couple of other guests that are on, they've talked about that being a real trigger for some of the challenges in their life. What would you say to the parent who maybe has a son or a daughter that they're being bullied? How would, 
what what sort of insight would you offer to that parent as far as how to come alongside their child? Well, the one thing I would suggest is finding your child a therapist, someone to talk to about the bullying in school. Also, uh, a school therapist or a therapist outside of the school. Uh, a lot of times, children who are being bullied uh, don't tell their parents everything and keep a lot of stuff inside. That's what I did. My parents didn't know a lot that happened to me. I kept it inside. So having somebody other than your parents, a professional, to talk to and to help work on healthy coping techniques is very important. Okay. That's great advice. That's great guidance for sure. And one, one of the things that, that uh, you, you shared with me when we had an opportunity to chat is you're working on your memoirs, yes. your memoir, and it's how many chapters? 32. Oh my goodness, 32 chapters. And how, how's your progress going on, on getting that done? I am in the process of editing it right now. I'm editing uh, as I wrote the memoir from the beginning to the end, I, my writing improved. So I had to go back to some of the older chapters and rewrite certain parts to the new improved writing. And um, I've come quite a ways. I'm working on editing chapter 22 right now. Okay, so you've made progress even in the last couple of weeks because I thought you were working on chapter 20 back then. Is that yeah. is that right? Yes. Okay. And and what's your what's your goal for for having it completed? I hope to have it completed by this uh by the end of the year. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So as as you go about being an author and being a motivational speaker, what what are some of the things that you're hearing from other females that that are that are struggling with some mental illness? What what are the what are the obstacles that you're hearing from other females that they're battling? A lot of people are afraid to talk about their mental illness because of stigma. Uh, there's stigma in the news. There's stigma in the workplace. There's stigma all around us about mental illness. And a lot of people that I've talked to um, have confided in me because I write a blog about recovery from mental illness. And they confide in me because they know I suffer and they're afraid to tell other people because of stigma, because they're afraid people will judge them with because of their mental illness. Right. And, and that's the stigma is exactly what, what my listeners know. That's part of my mission is to crush the stigma of substance use disorders. And, yeah. and they really go side by side, don't they, as, yes, as far as stigma. It's just not safe, we think, at least from a cultural standpoint, to, to admit that we're, that we're having some struggles, for sure. Yeah. So on, on one of your recent blog posts, I thought you had just some, some brilliant guiding points for anyone that's, that's wondering, okay, what should my goals for recovery be? And, and you started off, one, one thing is just to confide 
in another person with what's going on inside of you. Right. And, and right. You, you just shared that. So that's, that's the, the best place to start uh, is, is that first phase, then find a good therapist. And yeah. then the, the point number three was find a psychiatrist that knows medications well and so on. So the therapist versus the psychiatrist, how do we differentiate the importance or the care between those two? I and this is a question for me because I don't know the answer to that one. A therapist can give you behavioral uh, therapy, uh, changing your thought process. A lot of people with mental illness uh, have negative thought processes and you have to learn uh, how to think differently to find positive in life and to change the way you think. A psychiatrist prescribes medication like antidepressants, anti-psych... Um, I can't say the word right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, Anxiety medications, they uh, know the process of what medication medications you should go on. Um, okay. Put on a medication is a big process because you have to find one that works for you and you might be put on one, but it doesn't work. So then the psychiatrist has to try another one until you find one that helps. Got it. Got it. Okay. And that's, that's, that's good clarity between the therapist and the psychiatrist. That, that, that's excellent. And then one, an, another that, that just really aligns with people in recovery from drugs or alcohol, your next point is get rid of what? Unhealthy relationships. Yes. Why, why is that so important? Because unhealthy relationships can drag you down, uh, make you feel worse about yourself. I had a friend when, when we were both um, struggling, we were good friends. But when I got better, she continued to struggle. And when I started, I called her, it was all about her, her problems. And she had started to drag me down, started to make me feel depressed. And so I had to end the friendship. Bad friendships, unhealthy friendships can lead to more depression or more per, uh, can trigger your illness. Um, a lot of people with mental illness get into bad relationships, whether they're being abused, uh, taken advantage of, or used the wrong way. And you have to get rid of friendships like that. Right. Yeah. And and again, that's that. Those are all all very similar words to the to the illness of substance use disorder. No no question. And that's what we've we've. We've both been nodding our heads, yes, because it's it's those bad relationships that cause some some of the negative decisions and and others take advantage of us as as you just alluded to. So yes. let's let's let me take a break here just for about ninety seconds. So, folks, if if you're if you're thinking that that now's the now's the day that that maybe you should be seeking some help. I want to remind you of my lifestyle champion cohort where I actually use Zoom technology like we're recording this interview today to do 90-minute weekly sessions where there's three phases. The first is evaluate, phase two is equip, phase three is enjoy. If you're interested in more information about that, 
It's very simple to to get more info. Simply text CHAMPION to 66866, CHAMPION to 66866. Why can't I not say that today? It must be something with the weather. It's CHAMPION to 66866. And then to see if you qualify, as I mentioned earlier, go to randymortensen.com, download the 21-point assessment. And in... I, I just want you, Amy, to to share somebody that wants to get a hold of you. What what's the best way to to reach out to you? I'm on Facebook as Amy Eddie Gross. I'm also on Twitter, and uh, my email is a i m e e e at gmail dot com. Okay. All right, good. And and I'll as as we're posting this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will also include that contact information uh, in in the in the notes because this is a powerful young lady that I, I just love the the fact you recently celebrated 13 years of marriage, right? Right. And how did you meet your husband? Um, my husband and I were set up on a blind date by. <laughs> I work in a grocery store, and the lady who set me set us up was a bagger, and she um, talked me into going on to one date with him. He showed up before the date to my workplace with uh, food for my break. He had a big, long beard, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, you know shocked and then when we went on the first date he had shaved the beard off and i thought boy he was very cute he made me a promise that if i agreed to another date and give him a chance he would treat me like a woman and would always take care of me and be there for me and to this day he's kept true to his promise oh my gosh first he made the major decision to shave his beard and then made a major commitment like that on the second date, even. Yeah. Oh my gosh! In thirteen years, I think the other the other milestone in in your more recent history is you're a two plus year survivor of breast cancer. Is that is that accurate? It's two years in July. Oh, it's just been two. Okay, yeah. so last month was the two years. Mm-hmm. So as as you look at just battle, being a survivor of the mental health and then going through the, the breast cancer, the breast cancer surgeries, how was it more difficult, do you think, or is it amplified or how, I mean, how, how did it do, is it more difficult because of some of the challenges you've had or were you have more of the survivor mentality so maybe it was a little less traumatic as the breast cancer. Well, the breast cancer was very traumatic. I did go into a, a little bit of a depression, but because I've been in recovery and depression, I had many coping techniques and a big support system and a wonderful husband to help me through the depression. I mean, when you hear that you have cancer, the first thing you think of is, am I going to die? And okay. That's very scary, and so you go through a lot of emotional trauma while dealing with cancer. 
Okay. So totally different. Well, well done. Good job clarifying that for me. So it's, so it's just, it's the trauma of life or death at, at that point. Yes. Is what I'm hearing you say. Interesting. Okay. And, and you did a great job of, of bringing up your, the support system that your loving husband gives. I think the, the other, the other point from, from your blog post is, important from a, from a mental well-being standpoint is know your limits and maintain them. Yes. How, how, what are, what are a couple of the tactics that, that you've gained or learned that help you to maintain some of those limits? Uh, one of my limits is, is I can't work full time. I work part time. Working full-time, the stress and the emotional toll it would take on me is too much. So I've learned that to accept that I can only work so much and I need to know when, my, when I'm stressed out and when my anxiety starts to kick in and how to cope with that. Um, knowing limits like that, knowing what you can and can't do and what triggers your illness to make things worse is very important. Okay. Okay. So fatigue or, or being tired is, is knowing not to push yourself to those limits is what it is what I'm hearing. Yes. Any, anything else that comes to mind diet, you know, eating the right foods or the wrong foods. Does that add or subtract? I recently went on a weight loss um, journey. I've been on a weight loss journey for about um, six months or more and have lost 22 pounds. And I realized exercising and eating better helps you emotionally. Uh, Exercise helps you work out that emotions that are pent up inside. Uh, My friend is helping me exercise when we uh, walk we and exercise. We talk about things that bug us at work and in our lives, and and we just kind of therapy to each other. So working out and staying eating healthy is a big part of staying healthy mentally too. Oh, well said, well said. And then and then your final point as as we're wrapping up here, I just love this. You say as point seven. Make it a priority to fight every day to reach the light. And and what other what what other what other words of encouragement would you say to to that 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 listener now that's just battling? How do how do they fight every day to reach the light? What is I know there's not a secret, but what words of encouragement would you offer to that guy or gal that's just bat- battling today? Well, recovery is possible, and it ta- you have to dig down deep inside you to find your determination to push forward and to get past that mental illness and work hard. Do what the therapist tells you. Do any homework she gives you, no matter how hard it is, and even go through the different medications till you find one that helps your symptoms with depression or whatever mental illness you're struggling with, and fight. Uh, mental illness, is there is no cure for it. So even in recovery, I still have my bad days and my good days. 
but every day I fight and I stand in the light and I work. I've been working at the same job going on 25 years. Wow. I've written my memoirs, Escape to the Family Garage. I have my blog called Finding the Light. I'm working for the Cyberbullying Task Force. And I'm working hard to show that no matter how hard things get and how depressed you are, you can fight and live a happy life and be successful. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you know someone who is struggling today, or maybe you're that person who's battling compulsive and destructive behaviors or battling some mental wellness issues, don't wait another day to seek help. Reach out to me at 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. You can reach out to me. Otherwise, please uh, follow up on, on, on Amy and, and draw on some of her brilliance. If, if you want to call me to make the introduction to Amy, I'm more than willing to do that. And, and at the very minimum, call someone you know and trust because of the people that are dying uh, are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of somebody who loves them. So today's the day. And I hope you've found the information helpful today. Look for the replay of this to be available in usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. I just want to encourage you by saying, have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this... You get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair.